I, I would describe my circumstances as now if I were if I were really to, to speak from from the heart please speak from the heart I suppose I'm trying to get at the problem from a, a wide lens a, a, a long view hey welcome to the first episode of wide lens long view my name is Jeremy Wolf Keen-eared listeners might be able to tell I'm from the Northeast, where I'm a freelance writer and, uh, I guess, a life coach, for lack of a more elegant phrase. I don't know, personal consultant. I don't know. That sounds self-important, too. I don't know. We're going to work on it. Anyhow, I'm from the greater Philadelphia area. My background is in small d, democratic education. That's uh, non-coercive, progressive education. And I taught for the better part of a decade and a half before shifting gears to so-called life coaching. Really got to work on that job title. I just feel like it's so like, "Mm, I'm your life coach. Like, no. Anyhow, I decided to make this podcast to share some insights that I hope can offer some helpful ways of thinking about our lives and our world right now. The name I hope is sort of an indication of how I'd like to approach this podcast, taking a somewhat abstract social concept and getting us thinking about it in ways that might be a little different from the conversations happening, quote, out there. Now, if anything I'm touching on today resonates with you, if you feel like you might want to reach out and have a conversation, please refer to the show notes for my contact info. We can see if my style of personal support suits you and just set up a short conversation. I don't charge for initial getting to know one another talks because we're really just getting a feel for whether I might actually be of any help to you. So anyhow, show notes, email, all that. Now let's get into it. For this first episode, I want to spend some time thinking about anonymity and how it affects us both as individuals and as a society. Now, to be clear, I think it's fair to say there are some ways in which being anonymous is pretty cool or very important, whether for safety reasons, to spotlight words or actions rather than the speaker or actor, or even just because, you know, we feel like being anonymous. That's cool. But all of that is consensual anonymity, whether by agential choice or by tacit acceptance of a situation in which identity isn't required. Those positive scenarios are all predicated on one choosing, or at the very least consenting, to being anonymous. It's the other times, when we haven't chosen or consented to it, that that same anonymity can directly enable effacement and erasure. Genocide, redlining, new Jim Crow, ethnic violence, any sort of divisive or xenophobic ideology depends on not knowing the outside group, not perceiving them as being fully people with names and stories and jokes and hurts and dreams and full humanness. Particularly when it comes to being in a position of need, being unknown is almost always a disadvantage. That's putting it pretty lightly. Honestly, it's dehumanizing. We all know it's much easier to care less about the needs of someone you don't know anything about, someone you don't have any emotional investment in. Knowing someone's story, seeing them at their best, that changes the whole picture. 
Okay. At the risk of being pedantic, I think there's some real value in contemplating the etymology of the word we're discussing. Discuss, <laughs> discussing. Now, Webster's defines, I'm kidding. No, but anonymity comes from the Greek as a way of describing someone who has no name. We're all a lot more than our name, sure. But a name is an enduring symbol of identity that is universal in the human experience. People, places, epochs, dogs, cars, we name everything and thereby establish a symbolic world we can operate within and easily communicate to each other. We can see the anonymizing effect in action with contemporary slang terms like Karen or Stacy or Chad. By using a generic name to represent a broad social archetype, we negate the individual personhood of whomever we're referring to, rendering them just an anonymous Chad and consequently less than fully human, less than fully deserving of our complex regard. We talk a lot these days about feeling or not feeling seen, not feeling heard. And what we're talking about is feeling anonymous when we don't want to, and very likely experiencing hardships as a direct result of that anonymity. Let's keep this seen and heard thing in mind, because we're going to loop back to it in just a little bit. Now, as humans, we have developed the whole host of pretty incredible powers, not the least of which is speech. Our ability to use language to convey abstract or speculative thoughts is nothing short of magic by my way of thinking. But human communication operates on many more channels than just the linguistic. Without knowing a single word, of another language, we can often still pick up on the intention or the emotion being conveyed because communication is more than just the words we choose. Tone, tempo, syllabic stresses, all that and more help determine how we interpret what is being expressed. And that's just based on what we can hear. That's not even touching on how much of our communication is conveyed through bodily posture, facial expressions, what we're doing with our hands what our eyebrows are doing when we interact. Now, sure, YouTube, TikTok, video with sound, okay. But think about how much of online communication is limited to just the written word. Tweets, posts, Reddit boards, the previous precedent, the comment section below videos or news pieces, the vast bulk of that is just writing. That is to say, the person behind the writing is literally not being seen or heard. The anonymized environment of online communication has led us to adopt outrage and personal attacks as the norm in large part because no one in that space is understood as being fully human. The difference is anonymity. We were never built to communicate in absentia like this. Our body language, our tone, our fundamental requirement to show up and present as a human in a human body 
Have you ever had a text get misinterpreted? I know you have, because we all have, because sending little squiggly symbols to one another electronically is an abstraction at best of how actual human communication is designed to work physiologically. Now, to be clear, I'm not advocating for the abolition of all forms of impersonal or disembodied communication because, you know, here we are sharing a podcast. But I do think if we could have carried our sense of shared humanity with us into our online spaces, we could have had a radically different internet from the cesspool we have. No, my hope here, rather, is that we might have a little bit of an antidote to some of the more socially corrosive effects of anonymity. I would remind you that your mind and body are actually designed for far more complicated, far more nuanced communication than our paltry digital platforms can convey. It's not their fault. But your human communication systems are actually much more sophisticated than what a digital surrogate can accommodate. So it falls to you, to me, to us, to use our built-in superior technology to make up for the shortcomings of our digital communication platforms. We have to remember, therefore, to be patient with one another, to ask clarifying questions when we're not sure, and to recognize that that's a human out there, same as us, going through the same stuff on the same team as us. So be good to them. If they're not, if it's some person with a wounded ego looking for a fight, extricate yourself. Why would you give a troll oxygen? You don't benefit in any way from online engagements that serve an agenda other than meaningful and healthy interaction. If it's about you proving yourself right, winning some debate, my friend, I would invite you to spend some time deciding if that's really the way you want to spend your time here on Earth, chasing sweaty, hollow debate wins. That's never going to be you at your best. And believe me, we need you at your best. Not only for your own benefit, but for ours as well. Turn down the conflict. Walk away. There is no victory worthy of the title to be won here. Anonymity affects our daily life in innumerable ways, but we come equipped with some tools for countering some of the more corrosive effects. It starts with recognizing the humanity of everyone who isn't you and what they have in common with you. Talk to strangers in the supermarket. Get to know the neighbor, the waiter, the bill collector. They're not just cardboard cutouts. They're people. And push back Anytime you feel yourself being reduced to some nameless cardboard cutout in the shape of a human, make them say your name. I hope you found something in that little audio essay insightful or worth carrying with you. And I look forward to sharing further thoughts with you in episode two, Autonomy and Agency. Thanks for coming to hang out. So long.